Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Mick. Hello, Goss. Good to see you again. Yeah, likewise. Good to see you dressed up for the occasion, yeah. wearing your, uh, your your thongs today. You yeah. sort of, you've gone from the, uh, well, it's summer the, now. the penthouse to the outhouse. It's summer. Uh, you were in Tassie. Yeah, went across on Friday. So how does that work? Uh, so we can go to Tasmania, yeah, yeah. which is good. It's the only place we can go. So I went across <laughs> there on Friday night, flew direct to Hobart, spoke on Saturday night and flew home Sunday. What's it like, Dan? Well, did you get a chance to walk oh, yeah, the had, streets? I had a bit of time. So Hobart's beautiful. Have you ever yeah. been down there? Yeah, a long time ago. Just the waterfront's fantastic. Yeah. Great little bar. Beautiful. The architecture's just fantastic. It's all that old convict buildings. Yeah. And then I went up Mount Wellington, the big mountain behind it, and uh, and then went- How'd you get up there? Just, yeah, hired a car, went up there. And then I had a mate who lives down somewhere down near Randall Bay, which is about an hour and a bit down. So I drove down through the Huon Valley and- Mate, it's, it's beautiful. I can see. Yeah, uh, covered some caves while you're there. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't leave the hotel room when I go to Well, place. normally I, I go in like you, do the thing and come out the next day. But yeah. because the direct flights, because I couldn't go via Melbourne. Yeah, of course. So you, I was, Imagine got, that. Imagine getting diverted. Yeah, without it. <laughs> Imagine getting diverted to Melbourne. That wouldn't have been good. That's not good, is it? No. So I was, I was because I had an extra bit of time, I had to, basically two full days on the Friday night. Yeah. So I had a feedback my mate on the Friday, and then he had a bit of time to look around, which I never do, and it was, um, mate, I'd love to just hire one of those RVs and drive around for yeah. a, a week or so. Yeah, a few people have done that. It's really good, have. really nice. Um, what did you make of uh, of life in general over the last couple of weeks? Um, your bride is back from the Olympics. She's back. Where's so she? She's in the Novotel, and I just got her to download the SEN app, so to make sure she looked to look at and she said, oh, no, I can't be bothered. And I said, you're you in quarantine you... with nothing to do. <laughs> you can't be bothered? I said, download the app. So she said, all right, she'll download it, but she's not going to listen to all of it. Because she's not very supportive of me, Tim. So cheerio, Sharon. But Sharon, when you were over there, you were a household name <laughs> for one of the most understated, underrated, overexposed positions <laughs> in the Olympic Games. And we, you got your I know. huge pump up. Huge pump up, yep. Uh, so she's... Um, yeah, she's so she's trying. She's trying to show some <laughs> hey, enthusiasm towards her husband. She's very trying. Yeah. Beck is on the app. She wants to go in Goss Lotto. Good on you, Beck, wherever you are. 0487 736 736. Uh, Mick, uh, this, uh, this is your wheelhouse, and we're going to talk about all things sport. If anyone wants to give us a call, 13 12 55, it's 27 past 10. We still can't win at Eden Park, and we're talking rugby at the Wallabies. Um, Mick, you are a rugby aficionado. It's your sport. You love it. They're coming here. It's a disaster. <laughs> well, that's... They yeah. are a disaster of a national team. They're not, they're not good at the moment. Um, but like, I mean, the first test, so the Bledisloe, I mean, you've got to remember we're playing, well, they're the second best team in the world at the moment. The Springboks are the, the best team in the world on the rankings. And we have to play the second best or best team in the world a lot. So it's a pretty tough marker. If we were playing... Japan every second week, well, we'd be superstars, but we're not. So, <laughs> and the whole, I mean, Eden Park, yeah, it's been since 1986 since we've won. That's there, but, bizarre. But the first test, like there was only something like six points in that first test or eight points, and we missed five shots at goal. So if you get those goals, if you get three of those, we've won that first test. So everyone's happy again, but we didn't. And then the second week, they've come out and put on 57 points to 22 to score a record score against us. And that, I mean, the to beat the All Blacks, They've got to play bad and Australia's got to play good. And on that first test, Australia played bad, but we didn't play well enough. Second game, they came out and just played well and we couldn't we couldn't stop them. And, and you know, we had a couple of our young guys saying that oh, the, the aura has gone off them a little bit and apparently they stick this stuff in the dressing room and you just don't. That's the red rag to a bull with those blokes. And towards the, the back end, they're up by 50 to 22. In rugby, when the, when the clock runs out, the game continues until there's a stoppage in play. So I can go for another, you know, four or five minutes. Australia had the ball. 
Australia tried to score to get some um, some pride. They've kicked it. And in the, instead of the All Blacks just kicking it out because they're up by 50 to 22, they've just thought, oh, no, we're going to keep playing here. So they just kept playing and ended up scoring another try, converted try, 57-22. So they were, that was a real show of me of just for them to say, get back in your box, Wallabies, because you're just not, you're not there yet. See, that's the thing in basketball. When you're a long way in front, you just get the ball and you just bounce it. And if it's under the shot clock allowance time, you just bounce it till the clock runs out. Yeah, not these guys. Wow. They just thought, it's harsh. No, See, so they come here. But the good thing about here, they've never won here at Optus Stadium. And their average losing margin at Optus is 21 points. Yeah, but that's because the series has been over every time. So well, they so come over here and it's a been, holiday. It's only been one game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that it? <laughs> I was that. Was that the only yeah, It's the only game. And, and they only had 14 men because one got kicked, one got sent off. So that's the only way we can beat them <laughs> is, is if they play badly, they get a bloke sent off. It's 30 degrees and, um, and we can sneak a second man out there. Uh, do you think it detracts from the spectacle that we can't win the Bledisloe Cup? Or do you think, you know, Australian pride and uh, the Kiwi family, and there's plenty of them that live here in Western Australia? I think, well, I think every game that they win is a game closer to them losing. And they, they will eventually lose the Bledisloe Cup. And, and I think people, we, we're very optimistic and we live in hope. And I think if we can, if we can win here and, you know, I mean, it's, it's a different environment for them. They're all here now. They've got the two weeks of... Uh, so the Kiwis are already here. Yeah, and the Wallabies are here. And the Wallabies here, here too. They're down at Cottesloe. Oh, okay. Swanning around down there. So they're, they're, here, right. they're here for at least that two weeks. And then they're talking about having the rugby championships yep. here. There's talk of a couple of double headers. So they they might be here for a couple of months. Okay. And so, but if we give them a couple of weeks here to acclimatise and get used to it, that sort of flying advantage for them for a long trip from Auckland to come here to a bit of a hostile environment... It, it makes it a bit hard, but if they've had two weeks, they, it could be trouble for us. Sudoku legend Mick Collis is in the studio. He will stay with us right through to 11 o'clock. We've got news to get away right now. Uh, Leon from Greenwood. Hello, Goss. Can I get in Goss Lotto? Because Goss Lotto, there's a Goss Lotto. It's Oz Lotto, but it's Goss Lotto, Lotto tonight. I do like that. Yeah, it was Goss Lotto, but it's now Goss Lotto because it's Oz Lotto. Oh, right. Do you see? Right. So it's Sporting Goss, yep. but it's today because Goz. it's Goss. Right. Like Goss LeMay. Sporting Goss. Yes. <laughs> nice. And we've bought the ticket, Mick. And oh, people good. people can just text in yeah, okay. where they're listening and they're in the syndicate. There's only 30 spots up for grabs. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's free, Mick. That's good. Apart from a text. Does it cost money to text? No. Oh, you probably, oh. Unless you're not texting from one... Carrier to another. To another. I think, yeah, if it's free in between. <laughs> you know what happened the other day? I know we've got to go to the news. No, I, no, no rush. I went to the shops. Yeah. And, um, went to the Because <laughs> we're getting a bit low at home. And I, <laughs> I very rarely, I've got about a thousand of those 15 cent bags that you've got to buy every time you go to the shops because I never <laughs> remember to take them. <laughs> but actually, I took some. I took some yesterday. Paper or plastic? The plastic ones. Yeah, another ones. And I got the Coles bags and I went to Woolworths and I lined up. And the guy in front of me had his own little, you know, green recyclable mm, bags. Good man. And the guy, the checkout bloke, filled his bags up. Oh no! I've gone in. I didn't touch And he him. wouldn't. He wouldn't fill my bags up. So I had, I had to do. I had to do my own. Did he? Did you ask him? No, but I said I've got my own bags. And he just let them sit. And he just and he just put everything to the end of the thing and just stood there. So then I just I had to go around the back then. So I had to wow. load everything up. He had it all. And then go in. move the next lot down. And then it? I had to just pack it all, put my own bags. <gasps> up. So I don't know whether that was if that's a thing that policy. Happens, or whether that was just because then I watched the next bloke had his own, and the guy hooked it up on that little silver oh, thing. Oh no, and, see, no, and it. So no. I think he, <laughs> I think he stitched me up. I think Nicole's bag. I think you've crossed to the dark side, and he wasn't very happy about it. Twenty-eight to eleven. News is next, and more from Mick Collis. And uh, keep the calls coming. Zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six. If you want to be in Gore's Lotto, ten million dollar draw costs you nothing to play. Thanks, April. April Austin, twenty-six away from eleven. SEN's Sporting Goss on this Tuesday morning. Currently twenty point three. 
three degrees, heading for a top of 23. It's dropped about a degree since Mickey Collis walked in. A bit frosty. Uh, Mick, Willie Rioli is going to play for the Eagles in the AFL this week against Brisbane. It's been confirmed. It will be 717 days since his last game. That's a fair comeback. That's a big call. It's a big call. For a guy that hasn't played any footy. Yep. To throw him into that. Yeah. And it's also a big call for the dynamics of the footy team as well. Yeah. You know, um, that he's just come back in. He's been there, you know, about six or eight weeks. He's trained, come straight back in, and there's blokes who have done the right thing who have been there in that 717 days, and they yeah. get and they get and they miss out. So would there be resentment? Oh, no doubt, no doubt. I don't think there's a lot. You know, not from the, the the general playing group, and they're not going to say anything publicly. But you would get one or two players who think that that spot's theirs, and they are going to go down and play in Mandurah. Why? He's over in Brisbane. Because I, I had a mate, this is you know, back in the 90s, who was playing with um, David Campisi in, in rugby. And Campo was playing in Italy. And this mate of mine played for New South Wales while Campo was away. And then Campo's come back, been parachuted back into New South Wales. And my mate got chaffed back to grade. And I said, are you annoyed with Campo? And he said, no, because Campo being away gave him an opportunity that he would not otherwise have got. Mm. So for some of these blokes who've mm. been playing, they've had an opportunity that they wouldn't have got if he was there anyway. Remember Terry Alderman tackled the spectator at the yes. whack and did his shoulder? Yes. Have I told you this story? No, no, no. Okay, well, I'm about to, Mick, so just sit back and get But I remember that incident. Yeah, so he tackled a English supporter and busted his shoulder. Mm. Eventually made a comeback, but he made his comeback in grade cricket with Subiaco Floriot, and it was for the thirds. Yep. So a thirds player had to drop to fourths. Yep. And a fourth player had to go out. Yep. And I was playing fourths. Right. And I'd made 36 not out the previous week. Right. And was dropped. Because of Terry Alderman. Because of Terry Alderman. And Alderman came in to bat in the thirds, and we know that he was a terrible batsman. Yeah. And I got pushed down, and a bloke got pushed down further. Out. Never went back. Oh, really? No. Wow. Alan Bolton was the name of the gentleman who dropped me. Yeah, He's okay. a good fella. Yeah. And his daughter... Um, Bolton um, plays for WA. Yep. The, the oh, captain. Yeah, yeah. Yep. She, good, good player. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Um, you know, not that I hold a grudge or anything, but it was uh, about, <laughs> what 30, was about 30 years ago. <laughs> we all move on. Yeah. I'd love to get involved. Um, wow. Hello. Nick, would you, have you, can you get the te- have you got the text here? How the, do I get text? Have you got them? Hang on. Let me just look at your screen. No, you haven't got them. Right, I'll read it out to you. All right. <clears throat> uh, Mike of Woodlands. Hi, Mike. Love to get involved in Gos Lotto if there's still a spot available. Of course there is. Yes, please. Ray, Ray in Waroon who's training a horse or two. Good on you, Ray. Pauline Esperance listening on the SEN. Well. Yep, fantastic. <clears throat> Love the show. Can I please join Gos Lotto? Question mark. Sharon Collis. <laughs> Hi, Goss. Love the show. Can I please join Gos Lotto? There you go. <laughs> Not only downloaded the app, Michael. That's, yeah, that's but, what quarantine will do. That's, <laughs> that's quarantine for you. So, Sharon, you're in. There you go. The Great Olympian. Yep, she's, Sharon is in. She's contributing. She's yep, contributing. She is. And uh, our numbers, I'm just going to find the ticket again. Oh, don't say I lost the ticket. There we go. What have I got here? Have you bought two? Have you yeah, bought... I bought my own one. Right. Because... <laughs> have, you, have you written on that? This is mine. Because <laughs> I'm going to Monaco tomorrow. <laughs> and so this is my other one. <laughs> This is the this is the Goslotto one. One eight eleven eighteen twenty-eight thirty-six and then the running numbers, which is key. Running numbers are key in Lotto. 41, 42, 43. 1811 
18, 28, 36, 41, 42, 43. Goz Lotto. And how many of those numbers do we need? Uh, just to, we, Well, cause it's, because it's a, a systems, you know, if we get sort of five, you get a whole multiple because you get that division times four times yeah, okay. and that division. Uh, it, look, I never know. Oh, look, the bottom line is we've got to get as many as we can get. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not greedy. No. But 10 mil would be good. Yeah, okay. Anything less, um, you know, we just... Yeah, not it. interested. No. <laughs> but, five, but ideally five. If we get five yeah, of those numbers, we're... Yeah, we're, we're, in, we're about the place. Okay. All righty. Well, not you, because you're not in the syndicate, but Sharon is. Oh, Sharon, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Unless what's hers is mine and yeah, what's yours is hers. None of that will be coming my way. Have you got, any jo- have you got a joint account? Do you yep. work off a joint account? Yeah. Do you have single accounts? No, joint, just... just so everything you earn from from goes in and everything she earns goes in? Everything everything I earn goes in, everything I earn goes out with her. And everything she earns goes... Goes out. It just, yeah, it's all... To her? Yeah, completely. Did, did she get paid during the Olympics? She did, actually. Oh, they get paid? Yeah, yeah. Good earn? Good earn. Is that right? She works, I've always said... Because <laughs> that was her sixth, that was her sixth game she's been to. yeah. And generally, that's she's has she been, ever won a medal? She's been a she's been a oh she won a World Cup in no has she won an Olympic medal? Oh, Tim, don't well Sharon, I've told Tim the story and he's just being mean. <laughs> but I say she's the original FIFO worker, where she has four weeks on and two hundred off. <laughs> I bet you she's glad she's listening. Yeah. <laughs> Mark's in Collie. He'd like to be in Goslado. See, they've got it right. See, that's the best part about this audience. Smart people listen. Goz Lotto, G-O-Z Lotto, <laughs> Goz Lotto, they've got it. 21 away from 11, we'll get a breakaway. Mick Collins is in the studio. We're just having some fun on this Tuesday. Uh, still to come, Shane Nelson from the West Perth Football Club. They're on a bit of a roll. And also Tyson Beatty. And we'll hear from Eddie Betts, who announced his retirement to his players last night at the Carlton Football Club. It's smack on 20 or 11. This is Sporting Goals. Um, worried about Justin Langer. Will he be coach of Australia when the Ashes roll around? Well, I'm only... Even without Milchrist. I don't think so. I don't think so. You think he's gone? Yeah, I think because of the mood of change and how many stories are coming out from Cricket Australia and his inability to be able to change, given that he was given all this um, criteria around the change that he needed to make, I, I just don't think... And we haven't been winning, so I don't you see how he's he gone. Su- I don't see how he survives. Wow, that's a big call. That's well, I wouldn't know, Gary. Call. I'm just I'm just reading the tea leaves yeah. here, and his mate, you know, his good mate uh, Gilly had that to say over in SENWA yesterday. I thought that was really make interesting. a call on it, guys. Make a call. I thought that was really interesting what he had to say, Gilly. Have we got that? Can we play that again? Let's have a listen to Adam Gilchrist on SENWA. The main concern is the fact that there's leaks getting out because mm. the journalists I did speak to on Friday were saying they've just got direct lines into the team and Justin's aware of that. Justin is very aware of these uh, perceived issues with his management style and he's going to keep trying to work with that and I'm sure the players will try to, to help work alongside that as well. But the bigger issue, and it will derail the summer if it doesn't get sorted out, is the fact that these journalists have direct line of contact with someone and people within the inner sanctum there and the people in that in a sanctum are happy to let it get out. Right, so not the second part, not so much, because that's an observation on leaking yeah. and all that stuff, which we've all had to deal with over time, but more so that he, as a good mate and would know, I'm not suggesting for a second that Gilly's selling him under the bus, but I, I thought Gilly might have gone, hey, he's the coach of this side. These are his strengths and these are his weaknesses. It's up to others to fall into line. Yet he was sort of saying, well, if this is, if people want him out, mm. then make it known. So maybe he knows something that we don't. I don't know. I'm just reading into that. Um, there was a little bit of, 
yeah, I think this is going to happen. Yeah, I, I, I read that into that. that too, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which was a bit of a surprise. Gary and Tim this morning on SEN Breakfast. Mick Collis is in the studio with Sporting Goss here at 14 away from 11. What do you make of all of that and what the rumblings that you read? And, of course, we, we're not across it, but uh, what do you make of it? Well, that's been a, it's been a bugmare of mine for a long time that I think players have got too much power. Mm. And I think if an organisation uh, appoints a coach, everything's got to fall down from the coach. And if players don't fit in what that coach wants to do, move the players on, mm. keep the coach. Because the coach sets the standard. And Australian sport is littered with examples where we get, you know, the was it, was it, Buchanan was coaching first, mm-hmm. player unrest, they got rid of him. And then was it Lehman took over from him? Yep. And he was the great white hope. They had a bit of an issue. So Langer was brought in and Langer was the great white hope. He was going to be the saviour of Australian cricket. Well, he fixed it, didn't he? He and Tim Payne have, have, have had to fix it. Absolutely. And now there's rumblings by a few players. They want to get rid of Langer. It was the same with the rugby. You had Robbie Deans. There was unrest. They got rid of him. Mackenzie came in. He was the great white hope. They got rid of him. Checker came in. He was the great white hope. They got rid of him. Just because there's certain there's player elements that have got just too much influence. Player managers, I reckon. It's probably player managers. I reckon. I reckon, and I don't, and I don't know. And Gilly's been very uh, public with his views, but he doesn't talk privately about anything in regards to this because he said he knows a bit more than probably what he's willing to share. Mm. And not, I don't think it's just come from Justin. He's got more contacts inside the, the Cricket Australia camp. But it's just an interesting one. And Tim Watson got it wrong. There's not, there's not a lot of rumblings out of Cricket Australia. I think that's where Gilly's coming from. Gilly's sort of saying. Cricket Australia need to come out and show some support, support for their coach. Correct. And say, he's the coach. You can rumble all you like. Player managers, you can complain. Unhappy players, you can complain. The bottom line is, he is the coach. He will be coaching to the Ashes. Tim Payne is the captain. He's going to captain to the Ashes. And you can all just either fall into line with what's happening. Or move on. Or move on. And exactly. go and do something else. Oh, hang on, there's nothing else to do. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, for me, is all that needs to be said. Because otherwise, this thing's going to bubble on. I mean, you know, and look, fair enough. We got beat by Bangladesh, yep. which is an, an embarrassment in yeah, itself. Yeah, but it's so, Mickey but it's, Mouse, mate. It's the it's 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 it. That's eight of the ten best short form cricketers in Australia weren't in that team. So why are we even doing this? Why because do we have this because course? because I think it's great development for the next group, and they've got to they've got to face it. They've got to face the spin of Bangladesh and Sri Lanka and India and stuff. They've got to be exposed to it. Because shouldn't that then be a development coach in charge of that team? Uh, correct. Now th- that's a different argument. The argument is should Langer be in charge of that tour or go on the tour as the coach and just oversee mm. and let a specialist short-form coach who has no aspirations to be the national coach. That's the problem. If all of a sudden you give an assistant coach a bit of a free kick and there's a bit of a trust issue already in the camp or lack of trust, yeah. then you're worried about, hang on, how much how much rope do I give this bloke to go and, yeah. you know, do I let him off the lead? And that's a, that's a lack of confidence thing with, um, with, with, with Justin. Who's, he, who's he, in charge of Cricket Australia at the moment? Who's Earl the Eddings. He's a bloke that no one's ever heard of. Yeah, but and he's very reticent to speak about it. He's the, I think he's the chairman, and then Nick Hockley is the CEO. Because he needs to come out. 100% and they do. support Langer. And 100%. Just, and that would put it to bed. Shut them up. Yeah. Shut them up. And look, there's no doubt there's an element inside that group, and it's been not just under Justin Langer's reign. There's, there, there's obviously a group. I mean, you've only got to do the sums for me yep. and have a look where most of those players come from. Yeah. And they, they and I, and, and, Australia hasn't been the most successful cricket nation in the last five years or last 10 years that they claim they think. And and they had to resurrect. And as Justin Langer said, they had to, the first and foremost over winning or losing, they had to get the respect back. Because I don't think 
I couldn't care less about David Warner. I've got no interest in David Warner. No. As a, you know, I don't. I don't like the cut of his cloth. Yeah. And I think David Warner bats for David Warner. Yeah. And I and I think, um, you know, good luck to him. Good luck to him. He's done very well out of it. He's happy. And he's got family and can move on and play IPL and do whatever he likes. And he loves his family more than anyone else in the world. Steve Smith. I just don't get him. Yep. Like, I, I just I think he's he's just different. Yeah. He's eccentric. And he's just good word. But fantastic player at his best. Yeah. Stark and Cummins. I think Nathan Lyons used by date's gone. I think it's time to go. Mm-hmm. I think I don't. Th- I think we need to find some fresh play in that regard. Um, I hope Labuschagne doesn't go down that eccentric line. I think he already is going down that Steve Smith line yep. uh, already. I just want new blood. I, I thought I like Finch, and I really and I, for the short form game, um, I, I like the cut of his cloth a little bit. But I also I, I like Payne. I think Payne came I in at the right absolutely. time. Absolutely, he was great. I heard him speak at a. Uh, Cricket function that late I spoke at, and he was just fantastic. And I watched that uh, the the test, the show, the test. Yep. I thought that was great, yep. and I was I was like lucky I was off the Australian cricket team. Yep. But after that, I was I was back on him. Yeah, and I was right behind him. Now we might be biased because we are West Australian. We only see good things about Justin Langer, but you know he's obviously got some traits that in that role you can't have, and he needs to get that out of his game because. That's what that's what irking. He's a bit up and down. That's and that's not for me knowing, but that seems to be the messaging coming yeah. back. That his emotions, he's a bit emotional, up and down. But let me tell you, from the time he started to now, uh, there's more love for the Australian cricket team. But all of a oh, sudden, all, but all these rumblings now. One story that's never been told, and I don't, and I and I may stand corrected on any of this. Who actually told Cameron Bancroft to put sandpaper? In his shorts, and then use it on the ball. Who? Someone has had to tell him because Cameron Bangor's not waking up out of bed going, "I've got a great idea, boys." Someone has had to have told him, and I don't know where it's been written or told anywhere. Is there someone no longer in the system that should be taking responsibility, or is there someone still in the system? I don't know. Because what were the accusations against Warner and Smith in that regard? That that Warner was aware of it. Smith became aware of it and didn't act on it. That's the way I've read it. So they were aware but didn't instruct. Correct. And I don't think anyone's accusing them of saying, do it. Do it. But somehow there was a conversation. Because someone's had to come up with the idea. 100% they have had to. But we don't know who that is. That's right. And I think Cam Bancroft got thrown under the bus again over in England playing county cricket, saying, virtually inferring, there's a few blokes in that team who knew exactly what was going on, yeah. who are from a cartel inside that group, who had to have known what was going on, and I'm not the only one, yeah. with a, a, a show of support from Smith and Warner. There had to have been someone else. Yeah. Well, who is that who someone is that else? Yeah. And, and if journos who are quick to write articles from th- hundreds of th- or tens of thousands of kilometres away about Justin Langer's um, dressing room antics or, or um, change room antics right now uh, with the team mm. and losing to Bangladesh and whether he's a good leader or a bad leader and his rumblings in the team, are they the same blokes who know what actually happened yeah, in South Africa that. and won't write that? Mm. Big in fear of... Good point. That's just from the outside looking in. I mean, I'm, I, I've never, I've, I've tried to get a head around Sandpaper Gate, and I know we always talk about it. And Bancroft got admonished again about it, and then he said he didn't want to say anything. He was in, and then there was an investigation by Cricket Australia about his comments. 
Who put him up to it? Mm. I don't understand that he would say, do you know what I'm saying? Off to you, we could uh, do with some yeah. reverse swing here, so I might just <laughs> take some sandpaper out there. And yeah. regardless of whether, and I know they came back and, and Smith came back and Warner came back and Lehman stood down because he was the coach and as he has said publicly, he did not know that was going on. But who did? Who did, yeah. So, yeah. I want to know who that, that's the biggest story for me. And Langer and Payne came in at that time yeah. and got a job of doing, forget about winning and losing, just fix this the, the nature of this cricket team. Yeah. And I think IPO has also got a lot to answer for it too. I think there's a lot of blokes who play money first and play oh, for their country second. Absolutely.